My name is James Rowlands. In 2015, I teamed up with my friend Dan White to create the Dubbing Our podcast. Since then, we have been giving you everything that's happened on the WWE Network. Now, in 2018, not only are we live for the big four events and every NXT takeover, but we celebrate 20 years since the birth of the Attitude Era. Plus, every month we'll bring you 205 Live, collections, new content, W pay views and latest news on the WWE Network. Until we have watched everything, we are with you and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands and as always I'm joined by Dan White and if WNR 141 Part 1 we are live for NXT TakeOver Philadelphia it's our pre-show Dan we are back and of course tonight do not forget to use the hashtag WNR Live This path, started by those beckoned by destiny, leads us to a place where a guided star has found its light. Andrade Cienaras is the new NXT champion! Where a spark has ignited the fire of an entire division. Here in the Lone Star State, her home, she has become the North Star of the NXT Women's Division! And a system has been shot to its core. What does this mean for the future of NXT? But now, the path takes us to a place. A place with a history of extreme. Philadelphia has an extreme history. Adam Cole, a takeover Philadelphia. Your match with Alistair Black is now an extreme rules match. Alistair, there are a million and one ways for me to hurt you. And in Philadelphia, I will mangle and embarrass Alistair Black. You brought me through this realm, Adam. You chose this path. I embody extreme rules.
So, yes, we are live for NXT TakeOver Philadelphia. I mean, Dan, are you excited tonight? I am very excited, yes. I'm more excited for tomorrow night. For the first time in a while, I'm looking forward to a WWE pay-per-view event, pay event over an NXT pay-per-view event. Yeah, well, I, I think that is uh, fair, you know. Talk about level of excitement. Uh, I mean, of course, the Royal Rumble for, I think, both of us, yeah, it, it's such a huge appeal. It's one of those matches that you never forget. One of the most exciting nights of the year. And NXT TakeOver like, does always deliver. So we've got to make sure that we, we don't forget about that. And of course tonight we'll be starting off a brand new prediction league for 2018. We've, we've had Fallout on Twitter with Dan and his Enzo t-shirt. I've allowed you not to wear it tonight. I've said that. you are wear What t-shirt are you wearing? I'm wearing my Alistair Black t-shirt. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, that's fair. But we'll be doing shout-outs later. Uh, plus NXT update running through car. Plus fun and games and more. But first, it's time for alternate intros. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inquisitors of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who, in the name of charity and goodwill, shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who would attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you all know my name as a lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. And of course, that is Samuel Jackson from Pulp Fiction. Uh, but we, we're going to start off and uh, we talk about it. This is We're going to have the first predictions of 2018. Who can forget last year's event? I mean, I can't believe it was only a year ago, Dan. I mean, just tell me more about the card. Um, well, it was NXT TakeOver at San Antonio and it took place on January the 28th, 2017. And in that pay-per-view, we saw Eric Young defeat Ty Dillinger. CN lost to Roderick Strong. I mean, the current <laughs> NXT champion... <laughs> Lost. Yeah. Uh, in the NXT Tag Team Title match, the Authors of Pain bested DIY. Oscar was one in running wild when she retained the NXT Women's Title against Nikki Cross, Peyton Royce, and Billy Kay of the iconic duo. Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. And then in the main event, James. Well, yes. Absolutely busted a blood vessel oh. when the glorious one Bobby Roode <laughs> beat Shinzuki fucking Nakamura to capture the NXT. Title. Yeah, I mean, and I got a perfect score. I mean, would it happen again tonight, Dan? Maybe, but no, no, <laughs> no. What an event last year was to have Nakamura and Bobby Roode. Now you could argue this year we haven't got that caliber of superstar. We'll run through the card, of course, like I said later on. But I mean, when you look at like I said, CN on the losing end to Roderick Strong, and now twelve months later, going to be in a main event tonight is quite a thing. Of course, Roderick Strong not featuring there, and the Authors of Pain still around still being dominant in the tag team division so um, let's have a quick game Dan because we do like our games we do love our games yes yeah on the WR podcast so we're going to play a new one and it's called Retired or Wrestling now it's a bit like Dead or Alive instead of them being Dead or Alive Dan they're either wrestling nowadays or they are retired okay so first up you have Ted DiBiase Jr or Brutus Beefcake? Um, I'd go for Ted DiBiase Jr. is wrestling, Brutus is retired. Well, Dan, uh, you'll be surprised to know Brutus Beefcake is still wrestling on independent shows to this day, going around the circus. Ted DiBiase Jr. retired over five years ago. 
crazy, <laughs> crazy <laughs> enough. He gave up wrestling once his WWE career didn't work out. Okay, up next. Unfortunately, you did get one right here. Best of three. We'll try our best here. Buff Bagwell or Shane Douglas? Um, I think he's still competing in Judy Bagwell on a pole matches. I'm going to go for Buff the Stuff Bagwell. <laughs> is still wrestling. Ah, you would think that, but Shane Douglas is whoring himself out to hardcore reunion shows around the country still. Buff Bagwell retired from wrestling and become a stripper. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, well, okay. But he's still doing something with a pole. <laughs> hey, yes, very good, very good. All right, up next, Heidenreich or Snitsky? Of course, Snitsky was the one that kicked the baby. And what about Hayden, Heidenreich? Um... Gene Snitsky is still wrestling. Heidenreich is Heiden retired. He is Heidenreich is retired. Two thousand and nine, he retired there. Uh, you, you are right about that. I mean, what do you think of that game, Dan? Did you, did you like it? That was interesting. So I've got a little game for you. I oh, got. Can you name me the last five NXT champions? Oh. So we go in reverse order from current, and then we go five. Okay, right. You might have to. You might have to help me. I know you're going to say so. No, right, so we know we've got CM because obviously he's defending. Three eleven boy. Right? I think did he beat? Oh, I think you're doing it because of who he beat, really. So well, yes, no, 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 it's just a game, James. It's just a game. <laughs> well, still, I don't appreciate it. Uh, Drew McIntyre, my man. Who did McIntyre beat to capture the title? Well, the glorious one, Bobby Roode. Who can forget? Uh, and then, well, we've just talked about the event. Of course, twelve months ago, Nakamura was champion, losing to Roode. And then you had uh, Nakamura, and who's he feeling with? Joe. Joe. The Joe. It was Joe. Joe, and then Joe. No, That's five. Yeah, that five. Yeah. Oh well, there you go. Entire Rude, Nakamura, and Joe. Joe. Uh, have you got? Well, who was? And then, if you want to get cocky, you right. can say Nakamura, and then Joe again. Yeah. And then Balor, Owens, Zayn, Neville, Bo Dallas. You fucking hell. Do you remember right? him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, B, and then Seth Rollins. Oh my goodness. So of course, Seth Rollins was the first champion. That wasn't that many. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve champions. I, I only been twelve champions. I mean, that's quite incredible. And um, would you say everybody on this list? Well, uh, they've all made it to the WWE. I mean, well, if you go, if you have a look at who's won heavyweight championships, yeah, um, all right. Seth Rollins, yeah, Biggie hasn't. Has he made much of an impact? I oh, know New Day, well, New Day, huge. Intercontinental Tag Team Tag Champion, team, yeah. yeah. Bo Dallas, uh, no, no, we can't say Bo Dallas. Neville, Neville, not really anymore. You can't say you know, really he was success. cruiserweight champion yeah. for a while. Sami Zayn, he's going for the heavyweight championship tomorrow night. Yep, Kevin Owens has been champion as well. Let's not forget universal champion. Yeah, uh, Balor, first ever universal champion. Yeah, Joe, Joe. Well, he deserves the title, but obviously, I I think they could have used Joe better. But still. Nakamura. <laughs> Ditto. What I just yeah. said for Joe Nakamura really. Uh, Rude. Rude again. Someone. US champion. He is US champion now, and there's, there's still hope for him. McIntyre. Well, of course. Former he, Intercontinental champion, yes, he, but you he, know, he, in yeah. the new era, since he's gone away, redesigned himself slightly. Yeah. Come back. You know, he's out injured, unfortunately. 
Could he make an appearance tomorrow? Could he make an appearance tonight? Well, this is the thing. Does he come back to NXT to go WWE? I think it is a shame. I think if we would have had a McIntyre versus CM match at this takeover, had it not been for the injury, I don't know what you think about that. But again, you know, would they have changed the result? Would McIntyre have retained his title if he hadn't got injured? Was it a a fly call? Yeah, you know, I mean, that, been, yeah, exactly. So it's interesting to see, and especially when he. He is a big enough star when he comes back to W on Raw or SmackDown, I suppose, you know, and, and CN. Uh, oh, we'll get on to him in a little bit more detail, but he, for me, is so underrated as well. Could, could he, he be the new Miz? I mean, you know, with Zelina Vega with in his Vega, corner. Yeah. You know, uh, the Mexican Miz. I, I think it's a, it's a possibility, especially the way he works. He, he has really, really great matches, doesn't he, you know? Uh, but we, we do move on. Yes. So we do move on and up next it is NXT Update and Dan, when do we start NXT Update? Now! We've got two episodes to catch up on here, and up first it is episode 430, January 17th, 2018. Well, tonight's episode from Centre Stage Atlanta will see the ever-popular Street Profits try and get their first title shot as they take on perennial powerhouses, Authors of Pain, to become the new number one contenders to the Undisputed Era's belts. Fabian Eichner also looks to continue his ra- to raise his stock in NXT as he faces off against Roderick Strong. Well, we start off with Heavy Machinery versus Sabatelli and Moss. And before the bell rings, we, t- we get a look at Heavy Machinery taking a peek at the former football star's car parked out front of the Performance Centre last month. So there we go, Sabatelli and Moss versus Heavy Machinery. At least two teams, Dan, who do you like more? Who do you think's got more potential? Uh, I actually quite like Heavy Machinery. I like me a bit of Otis Dozovic. Yeah, I mean, Dozovic and Tucker Knight, isn't it? Uh Oh, quite a good powerhouse type team. I mean, but you know what I am. I'm a sucker for bodies. And uh, Tito Sabatelli is probably rocking the hardest abs in NXT right now. And they're know? in the wrong corners, just like to say. Yeah, but Dozovic shown his power early on to Sabatelli. But Tito's not going to be bothered about it. Look at that. Oh. Look at that athletic leaping ability of Dino. Drop kick right on the button. But he doesn't knock the big man down, bounces his head off the top turn back, and I, th- I think that's just annoyed Otis Dozovic. And he ran through him there like a uh, bulldozovic. <laughs> and Tino, beautiful leapfrog there. He's such an athlete. Goes for the flying cross body, though, but gets caught and slammed down. You can't beat these powerhouses. Oh, Dozovic slams Tino in the corner. Knight tags himself in. What can he do? Oh, <laughs> nice bit of assistance there from his partner Dozovic there as he helos over the top on his way in yeah, you usually see people like Eddie Guerrero doing that not someone the size of Tucker Knight now he's gone straight for that front face lock on Sabatelli big powerful legs isn't he yeah. <laughs> Tucker Knight's got as he swings Sabatelli round by his neck how's about that for a Cesaro swing well my god he's showing his power there and I bet Sabatelli's a bit dizzy 
Well, he's looking punch drunk. Moss tags himself in, but I don't think he wants to be in. Well, Tucker Knight showing his technical ability there. Drop toe hold, taking him down. Front face lock. I thought he was going to try tagging Dozovic. It looks like he's going to try and swing around Moss. But Moss, I think he got his leg over the second rope there to try and break the... Yeah. And it's worked because he's got the upper hand now. Well, most definitely, you know, showing that bit of intelligence. But Knight, go behind, takes him down. Again, you know, he's got he's got very good technical ability for a larger fella. Oh. Now he's going to go for the swing. <laughs> oh, Moss escapes it once. And he can't do it again. That wasn't as pretty as the one he done on Sabatelli, no. but he's dizzy now. Otis is in. Is he going to be sitting at the dock of the bay? Well, both of these men now start running into oh. each other. <laughs> and they just made a Moss sandwich. And now Dozovic slapping his chest. Sarking himself up. Oh, he's <laughs> going to do the worm <laughs> to oh. an elbow. Beautiful. Taking a page out of Scotty Too Hotty's book there. But Sabatelli comes in to break up the pinfall attempt. And Dozovic sends him down. Back to concentrate. And Riddick Moss picks him up. Running power slam. Oh, no. He gets a, an assist from his friend. And manages to tag in Sabatelli. And Tino did good there. And like I said, Moss with a chop block. Now they've finally got the big men down after a couple of minutes of well, basically being beaten up here. Can they take advantage of it now? Throw Dozovic in the corner. But the thing is, is Sabatelli and Moss seems like they've recovered quite quickly from their five minutes. Yeah. But, I mean, it, this is the thing now, was we're going to see. They're still quite green, aren't they? still quite new. But this is the future of the NXT tag team division here. You know, Riddick and Moss and, the, uh, and Heavy Machinery are going to be a part now for the next year or so because you look at all the other tag teams. I mean, out of every division in NXT, you could maybe say the tag team division isn't the strongest, you know? Again, now you've got two gifted tag teams here. It's been in my personal opinion. Oh, and Dozovic manages to slam Moss down. Got some separation. Can he tag in Tucker Knight? Oh, Knight comes in, runs through Moss. Lovely drop kick on Sabatelli, showing his aerial ability. Oh, now it's going to be the Tucker train. <laughs> Oh, slams him in the corner. Sabatelli comes in but gets caught with a hip toss for his troubles. He gets eliminated from the rumble. Oh, but Moss with a sneaky roll-up's got the ropes. Two. Oh. And they sneak a victory here, Sabatelli and Moss. But I don't think that was a bad tag team match, Dan. What are your thoughts? No, you know, I wasn't quite sure how uh, Sabatelli and Moss was the heels in this. But they look quite facey. But, you know, it's... It is what it is. I thought Heavy Machinery, they performed really well. They certainly had the upper hand throughout most of the match and it was a a cheeky, pinfall victory that got the job done for Riddick Moss and Tino Sabatelli. Yeah, no, I, I like their potential though. I, I like their ability. I like both of these teams here. They seem to have a nice chemistry together. Yeah, I think, I think you can only say it was a lot quicker than you would want, you know what I mean? Like the recovery times we talked about and even the hot tag in wasn't beaten down for that long. No. But I think this feud does continue. Undisputed Era with backstage promo with their music in the background. They say takeovers are their event. Cole says that they try to scare him with an Extreme Rules match in Philly against Alistair Black, but not an issue. The tag team champs say Street Profits and ARP are fighting for the opportunity to get dropped by the champs. And then we get a preview of Adam Cole versus Alistair Black and how we got to the point and stipulation of Extreme Rules. Yeah, and of course we'll run through the card later on on our live show and uh, really delve into the get your thoughts down on your man Alistair Black versus Adam Cole. But up next, it's Roderick Strong versus a man I've become a quite a big fan on on the WNR podcast. It is Fabian Eichner. 
Eichner in action against Strong. So we're going to see these two men here. Of course, Italian-born Fabian Eichner with the most German name in the history of professional wrestling. And Roger Strong stops kind of falling since TakeOver in November, hasn't it, you know? Yeah. He was in the main event with Authors of Pain, and now he's kind of dropped down. Do you think he's ready for another NXT title opportunity, or do you think, you know, what, what are your thoughts on Strong? Um, personally, I think he's going to go out to the main roster and tie Dillinger. Oh, come on now. Better than Roger Strong. <laughs> no, Eli. I mean, he's going to get the same treatment that Ty Dillinger's got. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. he's... What's happened to him? Well, this is the strange thing. Nothing has happened to him. And I think Ty Dillinger, it would be a case of someone staying in NXT and actually would have improved their crew as well and would have become a huge star in NXT, especially with the 10 chance. He had the potential there to, you know, be a really good baby-faced underdog NXT champion. And I think Roger Strong, they've tried that with him. And... I've been around quite a while now, hasn't he? And there's no dispute in the fact that he's a good wrestler, but it's just like I can't really emotionally get invested in him, you know. Like, well, if you compare it to the baby faces that we got, you know, like um, Johnny Gargano. I mean, Johnny Gargano's a lot more likable than Roderick Strong is, and I'm that kind of mid upper mid card level. Cassius Sono's another guy that I would probably like more as well in NXT, and would like to see him have an opportunity with Strong. It's like. I don't know. Will there be something with um, Undisputed Era down the line? But him and Eichner had good exchanges in the early go, and Eichner showing his power, catching strong and power slamming him. We're back, and it looks like here that uh, Fabian Eichner's got the abdominal stretch into Roger Strong, made famous by Wilbur Schneider. Strong's just got out of it, though. Wilbur gets turned inside out by a lovely power slam there by Eichner. Goes for the cover. One. One. Now he brings him out to the middle of the ring. Might be trying for his power bomb. Oh, but strong over the top. Blocks of punch attempt. And he's uh, unleashing a flurry of his own chops. Oh, takes down Fabian. Lovely clothesline by Roger Strong. Trying to get the crowd behind him. Now the shoulder block's in the corner. What about that for knife edge chop? Building momentum now. Picks up Eichner. Oh, was he looking for the angle slam? But Eichner turns it into an arm drag takedown. Tries to get his boot up to Strong, but gets caught. Oh, oh my God. Backbreaker to backbreakers, doesn't he? He is the uh, messiah of the backbreaker. Now Strong's got Eichner up on his shoulders, but Fabian holding on to those top rope. Strong's with a huge forearm for Roger Strong. Oh, tilt well, backbreaker from Eichner there. He's uh, giving Strong a taste of his own medicine. Yeah, he's showing he's got different variations of it as well. And this will be a huge victory for this uh, newcomer, Eichner. Of course, being in CWC tournament, that's where we first saw him. But a real standout victory here tonight. I mean, it's any, especially with the NXT title the way it is, anybody could really win it. Oh, Ooh, Springboard's his way over the top. Gets caught by uh, Strong. Put into, was he looking for the Wolves of Jericho? Oh, my God. He's got it in. And, oh, Eichner's my God. tapping out. Well, Fabian had no choice. Caught there. And Roderick looking strong in victory against Eichner. Dan, what do you think of the match? It wasn't a bad match, to be fair. You know, it's uh, both these guys, especially Eichner, has got a lot of potential. But again, another short match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the thing. NXT is only an hour, so they're going to try and fit in like three or four matches, especially with the uh, number one contendership match later. But what they gave us was in this action, it wasn't dull, was it? Do you know what I mean? No. Well, Strong takes the mic and cuts the same promo Lars Sullivan cut on Killian Dane last week, word for word. Strong calls out Sullivan and the crowd has their doubts. Yeah, so each man wants the other. I mean, we will see something down the road. We see a TM61 
with a vignette goofing off for, on a backstage promo. We get a look at the highlight reel in NXT as well as the home country of Australia. We see a cool backstory of their early careers and their work in Harley Racing Academy that got their initial tryout, which they didn't get signed. They continued their journey to the, in Japan to hone their craft. We'll see part two of their story next week. Of course, TM61 coming back. I mean, people that might not know them, we, we have seen them before. They were in, I think, the first Dusty Classic Australian tag team. And like we say, tag team division now, I think they're going to try and work it out. But our next match, Dan, is... Well, it is Numph <laughs> versus Lacey Evans. Yeah. Oh, I do love me some Numph in action here. Go against Lacey Evans. Of course, we saw her in the May Young. So many tournaments that we've seen these people in now. She got very seductive walking to the ring. Well, we'll see if she can impress here tonight. I'm a big fan of Numph. So hopefully she can get the victory here tonight. But, I mean, there is nothing happy about Evans' face at the moment. Kind of dresses a sailor. Here we go, Colin and Elba top to start things off. Beautiful uh, handstand there, trying to get out of the hold, and the arm ringer turned around. Evans gets the upper hand. Getting a leg up very high there, now dropping Numph down, but Numph nips up. And now Lacey's got the ear of Aaliyah. Very <laughs> aggressive, and oh, Numph with a takedown, going for the cover. Oh, a lovely test of strength, bridging out from Evans. And a backslide of her own, but Aaliyah rolls through, lands on a bum. Oh, messes that up, but manages to get up to four-armour. Snap Mayor takedown, and now trying to roll up Evans. Oh, got in a comfortable position, and managing to kick out. Ah. It's a bit messy so far. Irish rip Nymph in the corner, but Evans gets deposited over the top rope. Oh, now Evans grabbing a hold of Nymph's hair. And raking her face along the top rope. You can certainly tell who the heel is in this match. Exactly. Now Evans, nice kick down to Numph. Oh, oh a heel over the top, dropping the elbow. Goes for the cover to oh. kick out oh. by Numph. Numph. Work, working the back of the head of Numph. Oh, she's very flexible. Now working the corner on the aggressive side of Lacey Evans. Well, that's a very innovative version of a Bronco Buster. Easy for you to say. Might be able to beat her with this one. No. The interesting thing, as we start 2018 with NXT, I talked about the tag team division being open. Every division is there for the taking now, for anybody who wants to come in. You know, Ember Moon is the NXT Women's Champion, but with challenges apart from Nikki Cross, you know, if someone can grab that so-called brass ring, it's the same with CN's NXT Championship. It's the same with the tag team title as well with the Undeserving Era. But Numph off the top. But like I said, we're going to get into this all as we talk about the cards later on. Beautiful Northern Lights suplex there by Numph. I just don't want Shania Basler to run the fucking women's division. Yeah, this is the thing, isn't it? Yeah, it would be weird and then it would be another person who's kind of untouchable there. Well, you know, at least she's lost the match. She lost in the May Young Classic. Yeah. But I, d I don't know, I just don't want her to run rough shot. But it you know, get boring. Sorry. I'm sorry, I know, but you know, Ember Moon is not going to be in NXT for too much longer. She is ready now for the money, you know, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of months. Jawbreaker there by Evans. Sends Nymph back into the corner. Here comes Nymph running in. Oh, oh a big right hand. Nearly knocked Nymph out. Well, Evans saying the power of the punch here. And I think that is enough to get the victory. Rolls over a lifeless body. Goes Two, for the pin. Three. And that is all she wrote. Lacey Evans, very impressive here, putting Nymph down. Dan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, both floppy to start with, but once they found their groove, they kind of picked it up a bit. Again, you know, quite another quick match. I wasn't quite sure on the finisher, though. 
No, I mean, they didn't really sell it as anything. She looked more surprised than anybody else that she got the victory from it. So yeah. maybe now she'll be uh, moving forward as a kind of threat in the women's division. But after the match, Evans takes the mic and cuts a hill promo and said it's time for a real classy and powerful woman to clean house around NXT. She names Nikki Cross and Ember Moon by name before Shania Baszler comes out. After a quick stare down, Baszler chooses to cho- uh, Baszler chooses Aaliyah as her victim instead. She chokes out Aaliyah as officials try to break it up. Moon comes out for the save for the second week in a row, and for the second week in a row, Baszler exits stage left. Moon takes the mic and dares Shania to bully her like she has done the others. She wants a fight, but Baszler says she's not in her gear, and it will have to wait for another day. Moon says to name their time and place. Bazza says Philly and for the NXT women's title. Christy St. Cloud interviews Mr. Eagle backstage after what just transpired. Regal says against he will make the title match with Moon versus Basler for NXT TakeOver Philadelphia. Zelina Vega pops in and runs down Johnny Gagano and brings up that it was Velveteen Dream's rightful spot. This gives Regal something to think about as Vega exits. Well, promo for Noah Jose, who says 2017 was full of ups and downs, but like all roller coasters, he had fun doing it. He returns to action next week. Well, Johnny Gagano marches to the ring without music and grabs a mic. He said he's heard the conversations and the chatter and some behind his back. He says he's not a broken man or a loser and his wins haven't been flukes. He says this is his time and no one will stop him. Gagano agrees to put his title shot on the line next week against Velveteen Dream. So it could be Velveteen Dream versus Sienna Takeover if the Dream I would say, can beat Gagano next week. That's a huge risk to take. And then we get a look back at Unsputed Era attacking Sanity and putting the match just a couple of weeks ago, that attack in the back. But right now, the main event of NXT this week, we're going to find out who the new number one contenders are for the tag team titles. Who will face the Unsputed Era? Would it be Street Profits? All the authors of pain. I mean, Dan, who are your favourites in this one? I'm going to go for the AOP, but, you know, they don't look to be towering over the Street Profits as they do other competitors. I'm quite surprised. Yeah, Angelo Dawkins is I've not as small as maybe I thought he was in my head. Like yeah, I said. and, you know, Montez Ford isn't even that small, to be fair. Yeah, and uh, Ford and Dawkins have been putting on quite performances recently. Of course, Sabatelli and Moss and people like this, so... They are due a chance. We talk about the future NXT tag team division. But the Officer Payload, like, I'm surprised they're still in NXT, you know? Yeah. Oh, and the uh, Akam and Razor, of course, former NXT tag team champions in their own right, dominated throughout 2017 until losing to Sanity. But that Ford's not going to back down. He nips straight back up. Ford goes to leave him, but Akam catches, going to the corner. Razor tags in now, and both clubbing blows to the back of Ford, going for the cover. But managing to kick out. Ah. Team match. These two teams, very different, aren't they? We've got the powerful authors of pain, and we've got the speed and agility in uh, Montel's Ford and Dawkins. That's what authors of pain want to do. Wear them down, of course, with Paul Ellering in their corner. Well, they, you know, you can see why they're singling out Ford. He's a smaller one of the uh, Street Profits. He's got the full <coughs> Nelson in right now and wearing down Ford. So are you uh, backing in this one then? I think authors of pain. I think at the uh, moment. Uh, yeah. I would love to see the Authors of Pain destroy Undisputed Era at TakeOver, you know. I think that would be perfect. I I think the Authors of Pain should be in WWE right now. But then again, if they've got no plans for them, then don't call them up. Like I said, there's there's no point them coming up just for 
a month and then doing nothing with them. They've g- they've got to have long term plans for yeah. NXT stars now. You know, but you've got you know you've got the tag titles going between either the Shield or the Shield and Jordan, and you know the Bar, which is a bit boring, yeah. and you know you've got the Usos winning the tag team titles every other month. Yeah, but I mean the Usos versus the Orphans Pain would be quite a good feud. Like, you know you'd get good matches out of that. That'd be confusing as fuck, though. <laughs> it would be confusing, but, I mean, you know that they're both... T- I mean, the one thing Off the Pain have proved, uh, especially over this past year, is the fact is they can put on good matches. Like, their series of DIY, Revival, and, you know, even even match of Sanity, we thought, oh, God, this might not be quite good. It actually turned out all right. So we know they can go in the ring. But the fact is you don't want to be up there and being an ascension, do you? You know? And just being jobbed out and then having a waste. You're what are you saying? Being the fashion police's friend is being a waste. Yeah, I, I, of course it is. They, they didn't have a plan for the ascension. You think how they were the longest running NXT tag team champions in history, and they were up to the main roster. They didn't have a plan for him. Yeah, but you're forgetting that Bo Dallas was an NXT champion at one stage. Exactly. And what plans did they have for him when he came up? We're back from the break, and he offers the pain, still in complete control of this. You got Razor in there with a front face lock, keeping Ford away from his corner. Was Paul Ellering looking on intently at ringside? Well, Ford's gotten the front face lock, but now he's powering out. Well, he's trying to power his way to Montez. And Rezar is, uh, I don't know, he's, he's looking like he's getting pushed. And he's struggling a little bit, and all oh, he tries to hit Montez forward, but he dodges, and now he gets a tag to Dawkins. Now Dawkins in, he's on fire, baby. He's running through both for Calm and Rezar. The Calm's been knocked to the outside. Yeah, Razor in serious trouble now. Dawkins uppercut, knocking the big man down. And this is a huge opportunity for the Street Profits. Here comes Dawkins. Oh, a lovely arm in the corner. He picks him up, and here comes Ford off the top. Oh, oh. A lovely assisted drop kick. Goes for the cover. One, two. Ah, oh. but a calm into break up the pinfall attempt. And I think it was a mistake made there because Ford's tagged in after being. Beating up the majority of the match, but as I say that, a calm has just run through Angelo Dawkins there with a huge clothesline, and maybe it's time for the super collider, which of course is a double power bombs. Street profits in trouble. There we go, super collider connects. That's got to be one of my. But favorite. they're not finished yet. The old side Russian leg sweep with a clothesline on Ford, and he gets that free. Nah, there's no doubt about that. Like I said, once the officer pain hit that move, it is over. And uh, very, very dominating there by the officer pain. They become number one contenders. I think a little bit of a disappointment, Dan. What do you think? It was, yeah. I thought um, Dawkins was going to come in and run rough shot. It seemed like, you know, they had the upper hand. And uh, it almost looked like they had Rezar finished with their uh, drop kick and spine buster off the top. But, you know, it was Rezar, uh, Akam with the save. Well, one thing we know about the Officer Pain is that they're always there to save each other. They know where the other one is at all times, and that's what makes them such a great tag team, you know? And especially when you see the finish as well. At this point, James, no one looks to be able to stop the Authors of Pain. And the last chapter there by the Officer Pain getting the job done. Well, that is it for this week's show. Right, so that was the first episode, and we'll uh, be watching the second episode coming up. But first, let's... Uh, do a few shout-outs, and uh, we, we love getting your emails, your comments in. You can uh, base... Well, we'll do, we'll do the plug now. We usually say for the end of the show, but, of course, you can send us the tweets. 
at WWE Network Review or at Vince McMahon WWE um, and I'm at J underscore Rose of course use the hashtag WNR Live for that you can also comment on Facebook uh, yes Facebook you can come and find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network Review or you can come and find me and have me as a friend I am Vince McMahon and of course don't forget as well Google Plus the WNR Podcast at gmail.com and uh, YouTube is where we've got the videos up there as well. And these where we collect all the comments from everybody. And now we're going to read out a few shout outs. So, <coughs> excuse me. Up first, Rebecca Briscoe. She says she can't wait for TakeOver and wants Ali Black not only beat Cole, but become NXT champion. I mean, Dan, what are your thoughts on that? Um, that is a good shout. I'd love to see Ali B as NXT champion, but I'd rather see him go into the main roster and make something big of himself there then be left in NXT. I know, you know, NXT's probably had the better shows for the past year, maybe two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, say, yeah. you know, even probably this year they'll have a better show, better stories, but I don't know, you know, it's it would be nice to see Alistair Black become champion, but, you know, I'd rather see him move up Personally. Yeah, I mean, I, I know you're a huge fan of Alistair Black, and uh, you know, I, I I like him as well, and I think there's a real potential there. If you look at his entrances at NXT and the kind of way his character is, the quiet type of guy that goes about his business, there's real potential there to kind of build him up this aura. People like the Undertaker or even Sting, you know, and uh, what they try to do with Bray Wyatt with Alistair Black and uh, have a real kind of serious character uh, and I think it could work out. You can take the next one Dan. Uh Kenny Mack asks, can Ricochet be a success in NXT? I mean, what do you think? Uh, well if you just look at his YouTube videos, yeah. I think they speak for themselves. We've had the pleasure of seeing him live uh, and you know he had a great match against um, What's his name? Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay. And weirdly enough, you say that if you go to the WNet Review podcast on YouTube, then we have got a clip of Ricochet versus Will Ospreay where they both attempt the 630 uh, splash, which is something to behold live and on video as well as we see these both men. Yeah, and we've also had our picture taken with him, so uh, <laughs> yeah. we're going to have to back Ricochet or Prince Puma, depending on what yeah, he's going to be coming in as. And uh, you know maybe we we might see him in the crowd tonight. We, we might. Who knows what could happen here? I mean, of course, we'll tweet that picture and put it up on Facebook uh, soon. Of course, and like with Ricochet, can he be successful NXT? Well, these are the questions, aren't they? Will will he definitely be going to NXT? I mean, there's been talk about him maybe going to Two Hundred Five Live and being part of the Cruiserweight I th division. I think he'd be wasted in Two Hundred Five Live. No disrespect to the Two Hundred Five Live crew, but. I think going through NXT and then going up to the main roster eventually, he'd be a great underdog style wrestler. Yeah. You yeah, know, I, I think, agree. Yeah. Uh, he could be what Sami Zayn could have been. Yeah, he's got that kind of emotion he brings in the matches where you just, you, you like him, you know, when he's getting, the way he sells as well is you just, you think he's getting the crap beaten out of him and I think in NXT to try and develop the character more, where, I think the only problem for him is do you think they'll go with Ricochet or do you think they'll change the gimmick, you know? Um, I don't know because as we know with WWE they like to have <coughs> creative control over characters. Yeah, so yeah, I know. Because Prince Devitt when he came in was a huge star and of course turned into Finn Balor so he might be called um, 
Roger Agon by the end of the year. I don't know what well, name he is. <laughs> you know, it's, I'd like to see him as Ricochet, but you know, again, it uh, it's it's one of them weird questions, you know. But yeah. regardless of what he's called, he can be called Fred Bloggs. From, uh, <laughs> yeah. I think he's going to become a great success yeah. in NXT when he inevitably moves up then that would probably be the bigger question, you know, how they treat him when he does move up. Yeah, no, I, I think that's an, an excellent point, yeah. Okay, so next one, Hunter Sherry uh, said, I don't know if he, I guess it's a yeah, guy, I think NXT is past it. Balor, Nakamura, Rude, Oscar have all gone, and who's left? <coughs> well, I mean, what are your thoughts on that firstly, Dan? Um, well, with NXT, you know, we've we've always thought that once the good talent moves up, i.e., you know, um, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, when they all go, who replaces them? But they always seem to get someone in. You know, we've we've had Drew McIntyre come in, had a very impressive run. I'm not too sure on the current NXT champion. I know he's one of my 311 boys, but, you know, it, it, it does seem like it's getting weak, and then they add some more talent, and they boost the ranks, and... Uh, you know, it's yeah. better. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it does seem at the moment to maybe not have the star power it used to, but I feel for a, a wrestling perspective, the action is, if not better, uh, good if not better than it has been in the past. I think the level of action we're going to get tonight in a Gagano CN match is more than we had for Nakamura Rude last year. and. You know, I mean, I know Balor was a great worker and stuff, yeah. but of course it's going to take an impact on NXT taking away all this talent. You know, it's got to. But as we've seen with what they're doing with the tag team division with people like TM61 and uh, with the women's division as well with Basler and the May Young Classic, I think there still is, you know, especially with Ricochet and, you know, just, even just imagine, I know Cody Rose has said that he's not going to be coming over anytime soon. But that is another guy who could potentially come down to NXT, and then you've got your star right there, you know. Um, so exactly, yes. Um, and you know, and who's left? Well, we've got Kari Sane. She's a brilliant worker. She had the best matches we've seen in the May Young Classic. We've got Nikki Cross. She's a very unpredictable element. Yeah. You know, we've got Alistair Black. Everyone's raving about Ali B. Um, who else have we got? Can you name a few more? Well, you know, if if you want to, you know, Oini Lorcan and Danny Birch are two guys. Two who, brilliant talents. Two yeah. great workers that, you know, if you, you get behind them and stuff. And uh, also you've got the whole uh, kind of, the, the, I'll, I'll say undisputed era, but yeah, the undisputed era, that is an XT. These three guys, I mean, I hate to admit it, but I'm starting to warm to them slightly because... I think they can they can get the job done, you know, and I, I, mean, I know. So I don't want to upset you so early um, on, but I, you know, and I think they they'll be quite good talents. I think you've got Sanity still in NXT that's still got a lot to offer. So yeah, big Killian Dane. Yeah, he's certainly impressive talent. We've got um, uh, Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan is a he's, huge monster. He's a monster. Yeah, you know, he could be the new monster of NXT. Yeah. There's, you know, there's always they're always improving their talent, and if Ricochet signs up, they'll have War Machine coming through soon. Candice LeRae. Yeah, exactly, Candice LeRae, who you know the impending return of Tommaso Ciampa. 
Yes, well, can I just mention quickly, you just to say Candice LeRae, there's a tweet earlier from Johnny Gagano, he has arrived tonight with his wife, Candice LeRae, and the question is now, is that an equaliser to Zelina Vega, or is it something else? We'll get on to the card, but that is the thing that's just dropped now uh, on Twitter. Um, Well, Alison Conlon, she said, Austin ruled Raw 25. Well, yeah, let's not forget last night we did uh, release our WNR 20, WNR 25, the Raw 25 uh, special podcast that we did, and uh, thank you for the great response. And uh, for me, personally, I think Austin was my favourite bit of Raw 25, Dan, I don't know about you. Uh, a, a very unclimactic show, I know, you know, there was a few interesting matches, but it didn't really lead towards anything, seeing as though, you know, the next time they're going to be live from Raw, it's going to be the Raw Rumble. No, it didn't really build yeah. too much towards that. There was a bit of a rush stare down. But definitely Austin, that segment was a brilliant bit of the Attitude Era nostalgia that we've missed from Raw. Yeah, I, I think so. And to have a guy, you know, don't, don't worry, everybody watches wrestling now. There were good guys that were just universally cheered. And Austin was one of those when he came out I mean I know people say Hogan but you have to go back 35 years when Ho- every kid loved Hogan even in the 90s he used to get boots with Austin it's a constant set of cheers the fans just respect and love him and it's a bygone era for that now where you know pe- they do boo you now with people like Cena and Reigns as opposed to that kind of Steve Austin talent <laughs> alright so Carlos Gonzalez is he the nephew to the giant? <laughs> yes, he is. He emailed us in. And he said, Undisputed Era are the saviors of NXT. Don't know why you hate them. Now, of course, me and Dan have expressed the hate, but like I just said, I'm warming to them. I mean, Dan, why do you hate Undisputed Era? Uh, I, I, I don't know. It's, it was just one of them, you know, when I first saw them, I hated them. They they've got such rave reviews from everywhere else they've been in the WWE, uh, you know, in, in the independent circuits and all over the world what they've done, and I just haven't seen any of that talent in NXT. You know, it's I like to see wrestlers deserve their victories sometimes. Yeah. You know, even even the Miz has has had victories on his own without having to cheat his way to him. I can't remember when. Oh, in Royal, Royal 25, that was a nice clean victory there for him, uh, being Roman Reigns. It's as clean as the Miz's gout, <laughs> but, you know, it still took Roman Reigns a headbutt to the exposed turnbuckle. Yeah. But anyway, I'm, I'm not going into Miz. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> not yet, anyway. Yeah, wait till tomorrow when he starts. Um, I, I just... I, I just really dislike them. It's, I don't know, it's everything about them, the way they go about victories, the way... I've not seen any of the talent they're supposed to have in the ring. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, you know, I, I couldn't tell you a good match they've had. I know they was they wasn't bad in war games, but I think that's down to the other two teams in it as well, you know, the Authors of Strong Pain and Sanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, again, if, if they do impress me, then I, I will be sure to let you know. Yeah, I, I think this is the thing. I mean, I've started to warm to the kind of characters that they are, you know, uh, with Cole, O'Reilly and Fish. Fish. But, like I said, we haven't had a standout moment yet, in, you know, in a normal wrestling match. Yes, we've had a few stunts, but on either a one-on-one match or a two-on-two match, we haven't had a match 
keeps a match where you don't think that they've been, you know, obviously this is great. So, so maybe it will happen tonight. Maybe well, it will be the same, like the Authors of Pain versus uh, Undisputed Era is the greatest match that ever happened on an NXT takeover. You just don't know about this, do you? you know? Indeed, yes. Uh, but, you know, again, it will remain to be seen. Um, is that enough hating on undeserved? Yeah, I, I think that's. I think it's fair enough. Yeah. Well, John Hutchins, pick one woman, one man, and one team in NXT to take part in a four-on-four match. Oh my word! So four, four, so one man, one woman, and one tag team to be part of NXT. Well, okay. So if we're gonna pick, oh, let's have a look at women first, then. Because if we're going to do women, I'll leave it. If we're going to do women, then I'm going to put my first choice. I'm going to write my first choice down and not I'll show you. My first choice You've got, have you got a woman yeah. down first choice? Yeah? yeah. Okay, so up next we want a tag team. So a tag, tag team. team. So what tag teams are in NXT? Mm. Who could be. Um, Alright, I've got one in mind. I've wrote them down. Have you wrote yours down? I'm just writing it down now. Yeah, so, any, anybody listening live, of course, write down yours and tweet in yeah. hashtag WNR Live or WNR Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know your your teams. Uh, so, we've got a tag team, we've got women's, but we're not yep. saying anything yet. Uh, and now we need a male superstar. Can they be injured? <laughs> Can they be Scottish? Yeah. Thank you. So I'm going to put that down. <laughs> I wonder who you've gone for. What? What? You don't know? Right. Well, I've written mine down. you got yours down. Okay, it's fine. So, woman first down. There's a uh, lot to choose from. I mean, I've gone for the angry lady, Nikki Cross. You've gone for Nikki. I mean, there's a lot of women to choose from in NXT there. So you've got Nikki Cross. Women, yeah. Of course, there's the NXT Women's Champion, Ember Moon. Yeah, Shane Yao Baszler's come in and looked really dominant. We've got the Princess Pirate, Kari Sane. Nymph, one of my favourites. One of your favourites. We've got the uh, iconic duo. Iconic duo. Exactly. So, this is why I have gone for Nikki Cross as my woman. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, of course. Alright, tag team now. I have gone for Tucker Knight and Otis Dangerfield. Oh. Heavy machinery. Wow, well, Knight and those, that's, oh, that's good. That's good, man. I have gone for another big tag team. I mean, a lot of tag team choices again. Sanity, Undisputed Era. Have we gone for the Undisputed Era? Have we gone Fish, O'Reilly, and, and Cole? No, I've gone for the Authors of Pain, is my tag team. Wow, yeah, right. that's, uh, that's an interesting point. We've, we've uh, so we've got a crazy woman in our team. Obviously, yeah, the same crazy woman. woman yeah. We've got our big fellas. Yep, all for the pain. I mean, but Nikki Cross is so crazy; she could fight herself. Yeah, you know, I like yeah. I could definitely see that. So my man, I'll do my man first because, like you said, it's not really surprising. I've gone for. I of course have gone for the three eleven boys. See, yet no, of course I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I have gone for Drew McIntyre. Well, you know, I wouldn't have doubted it, um, and I'm sure you've you already know who I've gone for. Yeah, well, I wonder Adam Cole, yeah, <laughs> baby. No, I have of course gone for my man Ali B. How's the black? I mean, that's that's not a bad that's not a bad tag team match. Is it? I mean, both gone for Nikki Cross. Yes, she could fight herself, but McIntyre Black. I mean, will they ever fight each other? Do you reckon? One yeah, but on Alistair one? Black and Drew McIntyre flanked. 
by offers of pain and heavy machinery. <laughs> that would I be. I mean, you know, you got your two big guys, you got your skilled, you know, unknown entity. We've seen a team together. We have seen tag team. You know, do make a great tag team. You know, uh, but with you know with Dozovic and Knight, I think they are the kind of you've picked there the future of NXT. You know, if you look at it. Well, you're free. You're the people you've picked haven't been champion. Yeah. Black hasn't been NXT champion. No. Tucker Knight and Dozovic obviously. Well, not Black and Heavy Machinery. They haven't gone for a title. No. Cross. She's had probably one of Oscar's best matches yes. in NXT yeah. with the last women's standing, and she did hold her own in that. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Whereas mine are. Yeah, we like to talk about Nikki Crawford's playing a McIntyre. I'm so 2017, Dan. I <laughs> know, oh, James. You need to get rid of future. But I know, yeah. But we move on, and we just mentioned Oscar. Daryl Moore said, Moon is only champ because Oscar went away. Baslor would beat her easy. Now, I mean, we'll go into the card a bit more. But, I mean, ask yourself this then, um, Daryl. If Oscar went away because of Moon's champ, if, if Oscar was still here, would Baslor stand a chance against Oscar? <laughs> well, you know, there is, there is certainly that side to it. Uh, it would be a very interesting match. Yes. But again, you know, the way Oscar was billed in NXT, I don't think Shania Baszler would have stood a chance. No, I, personally, I think it would have been a, a really great submission-based match, but Oscar would have come out on top. I think Oscar is unstoppable, and yes, we are on the eve of the Royal Rumble, and yes, we are live tomorrow, and I guess we'll be speaking about Oscar, but she, you know, there has not been a woman in NXT, there's not been a star in NXT that did more than Oscar did. Like Oscar carried NXT for so long, and like people, you know, we got a comment earlier, didn't we? That um, Hunter said that because Oscar's gone, and, and like I said, such a huge effect. But we will have that match soon. You know, there's no doubt Basler will go up to the to the main card and will eventually face Oscar, and we'll ask ourselves later if Basler can indeed beat Moon. But you know, again, without going too much into our predictions, Moon certainly held her own against Oscar. I mean, some of their early matches, Oscar only won because she cheated. Yeah, that, that's true. That is true. You know, did she see herself as, you know, unable to beat her in normal standard one-on-one -on -one competition? Well, exactly. This is the point. But you got to ask yourself as well. I'm, you ask me, I'm asking you. The fact is, Basler will not, uh, will go the extra mile like Oscar will. So if Ember Moon has a problem or can't you know when someone cheats if she can't get the job done then she's gonna be in a whole heap of trouble later on tonight you know and, and this is what we've got to look forward to you know um so yeah we move on down to the next one uh well brendan conroy yeah they've added ono versus dream to the card but cassius ono is past it now i completely disagree with this uh, when, when you say past it you know you, you're not talking about Cassie Sona, you're talking about Brutus the Barber Beefcake, who's still wrestling on independent shows. For me, Cassie Sona is one of the greatest guys that never really got an opportunity at a young age because of his body size. Because he couldn't look like a WWE superstar, he never really got a chance. You know, if you YouTube Cassie Sona back in the day, matches against CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Chris Heroes, who was known, he's one of the best guys out there. And I think he's got a huge role to play in NXT because with NXT, it's all new guys. What is wrong with having, a bit like Eric Young in a weird way, this kind of veteran there, yeah he is a veteran, who can still have great matches with all these young talents 
and put these guys over and show them what it's like to work on a show. You know, it, we, we've had it. You know, his matches with Gagano recently, and of course this match tonight with Dream. We've seen him against people like Eitner before. You know, I think Casasano is in a perfect position in NXT to kind of help him, and he can be here now for however long he wants. You know, he doesn't yeah. have to just move up to the W roster. I think if he does move up, he will get lost in the mix. I think his perfect place for him is in NXT. You know, he does, as you say, and he shows the other guys around. He, I think, you know, he, he's he has very good matches. Yes. We've not been overly impressed by him, but you know, he still produces week after week. Yeah. You know, when he needs to. Yeah, I, you know, he's he's no doubt he he's not past it, and you you need to kind of. Uh, respect Ono what he does and, and people don't forget you know he was going to have the Kevin Owens push before Kevin Owens had it but because like I said there was weight problems and stuff like this they dropped the KO from him because he obviously is Cassius Ono and then they went with Owens but for me I do love Cassius Ono so I've, I've got to disagree with that uh, Jenny Borgman said look forward to Rumble more but as you say NXT always deliver and Dan they always do deliver don't they they do yes you know as we've mentioned before the NXT events last year completely I think they outperformed on every level to all the WWE pay-per-views um can we name one WWE pay for you that was better than a takeover? No, I, 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 I honestly can't. And I think about it, that makes it perfect, or, or, or makes it such a good show, is obviously you've got the, the shortened card, you've got the, you know, the two and a half hours, you've got your five matches, they all get given a lot of time, uh, they all give promo, and everybody knows what's going on, the video build up to each match as well. Uh, then you've got the entrances, throwing the entrances like you had with Nakamura and Rude last year, and even McIntyre coming out, which was my entrance of the year, and Alistair Black, add that to the match quality. And then what NXT did even more last year was adding moments. So not only did we have like a fantastic match with Chicago, then we had Champa completely destroying Gagano. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, in Brooklyn Free, it wasn't just about McIntyre beating Rude, it was the Undisputed Era showing up and completely destroying them as well. Uh, and, and I think with, with those moments that they did, even people in the crowd, like we said with McIntyre yeah. being in the crowd it's like you know it, it does always give you what you want and I've no doubt tonight it's going to be a cracking show you know I don't you know they always go quick don't they there's never like oh, a definitely, yeah. it's, it doesn't drag on you know you're not waiting from one match to the other it feels it's time perfectly and yeah you know it is I think it's just great the way that they run through it yeah, uh, I, I think it really is as well. <coughs> Alright, so uh, we're just going to do one more shout out because at the moment we're approaching midnight and the WWE Network's NXT kickoff will start in a minute. So uh, what we'll do now is just, well, Steve Blinn wrote in about predictions. Of course, we're going to run through the card, like I say, in a little yeah. bit. Uh, and what are those predictions down for tonight? Um, he's gone for Black to win. Yep. He's gone for CN to win. He's gone for the Authors of Pain to win. He's gone for Basler to win. So he's gone for a new women's champion, a new tag team champions. And he's gone for Dream to be Cassius Ono. Mm. Uh, that isn't a bad shout. I've written your predictions down. And as we go along, yeah. you know, we're, we'll include you in our game. You, won't, you know, you won't be able to choose a t-shirt for <laughs> us, to win, uh, us to wear if you win. 
But you know, it's always good to hear your opinions and you know to see where you've differed from us, or maybe you've got the same as us. Well, as we start 2018, we might not explain to anybody if you listen to us for the very first time our kind of prediction league that we do. We started all the way back in 2015, and uh, every year we have the prediction leagues. Last year we had we had three, didn't we, leading to the year-end kind of uh, all kick kack food that we had. So what the three? categories of the three leagues that we do? The three leagues, we do one for the NXT pay-per-views, we do one for the WWE pay-per-views, and we do one for the bonus yeah. predictions. So bonus predictions, like the Rumble mini-games we're going to do tomorrow night, yeah. Money in the Bank winners, uh, tournament winners. Yeah, and we've done our year-end predictions, they'll all go on to yes. our final title as well. And then at the end of the year, of course, the winner of each league will get bonus points to go forward, and then we'll calculate all the number, all the points even, and then the winner of that is the king of the Dublin podcast for a year, and the loser has to wear a t-shirt of the uh, winner's choice, or even as we move along, I'm sure there'll be worse things discussed for the loser next year. The well, I'm sure, you know, we could even up the stakes, yeah. because, you know, as, as a lot of you might know, I'm currently, well, I don't have to wear it tonight, James has yes, let yes, me off it for one night, but it's still sat there in the background, my certified G, god-awful Enzo Amore yes. t-shirt you, you, with a ridiculous leopard print on the You front still front. have to watch it, let alone anything else, you know, so at least well, it's I still suppose, there. you know, it's actually worse than wearing it, because when I'm wearing it, I can't really see it as much, <laughs> when I'm looking at the telly, out the corner of my eye... Is sat there with its certified G. Well, the the thing is as well, we should say that I did win a course uh, last year's uh, prediction. So I am the king. Dan, even scarier for you, mate. I will say is that I didn't lose an NXT takeover event last year, and I started off last year with a perfect score as well. So we shall see what happens. But uh, enough of that, Dan. Should we should we talk about the last episode of NXT before takeover? I think we should do yes. So we move on to episode two. Two. And it is NXT episode 431, January 24th, 2018. Well, Velveteen Dream video opens the show. Dream directs the scene, calling for ambience, atmosphere, and illumination. When he has set when he has the set just the way he likes it, VD says everyone dreams of becoming NXT champion. But they all walk different paths. Johnny Gagano dreams of being champ and Dream doesn't doubt he will be one day. But that day is not now. Not when he's around. Gagano's path was full of doubt while Velveteen's experience was pure. Either way, one dream ends tonight. Well, Mario Ronaldo, Nigel McGuinness and Percy Watson welcome us with Nigel cracking jokes about a turn star in our opener who is No Way Jose and he'll be going against Cesar Bononi. Well, no way is Jose making a return. Well, I think one of the most underrated workers in NXT, No Way Jose, back in action now. We, we talk about he's quite a big guy as well. So um, I I think they'll they'll keep using him, you know. And I, I don't know if the No Way Jose character will last that long, but I think they can definitely repackage him. I mean, what are your thoughts on on Jose? Um, well, his his gimmick signs to have uh, his gimmick seems to have died down a bit really you know he's kind of gone to a stripped back version of Jose he's not dancing around as much 
he doesn't seem as entertaining in the ring. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. So maybe it's time to change it up a little bit. We'll see what he's like tonight. And of course, he's going to get Cesar Bononi. And uh, we talked about Fabian Ike now in the last episode. This is another guy who's kind of uh, what chiselled out stone, so to speak. He's uh, quite a prospect. And of course, he's uh, he's had a pass the next two already, hasn't he, Dan? Has he? Yeah, he beat CN, NXT champion. And Cesar Bononi actually upset. CM when CM was like going ri- really down in Zelina Vega. Well, didn't pretty over. much anyone beat CN, yeah. you know, a while ago. Then you know he got with Zelina Vega, and you know he's kind of turned his fortunes around to beat your man he, Drew McIntyre. Doubt, you know, and I have to, I have to grin and bear it, don't I? You know, uh, she has changed CN in, you know, so much. And of course, we get on to them through the car and just talk about CN's kind of. Uh, well, the role he's been on, but Benoni's looking to put No Way Jose down. A lovely drop kick now back in the big man up into the corner. And you can tell, well, I mean, when people up Benoni in action, you can tell it's a NXT is a development league because, <laughs> like, not to be horrible to him, but he's the kind of guys you expect in the WWE development system, don't you, you know? Yeah. But, you know, a few years ago, we wouldn't have seen many of these matches. They would have all been. You know, part of FCW? Yes, exactly, FCW and before that, OVW as well. But nice power there by Vinoni managing to pick up Jose, slam him down, but Jose managing to kick out. Oh. Uh. No, says I'm going to try and slow this down now, getting a sleeper hold maybe. Works his knee into the back of Jose and he's got that front face lock on. Oh man, no way Jose there, beautiful net breaker. Taking Vinoni down. And now Jose with a left hand. Oh, taking down Benoni. Jose's starting to get his way back into this match. Yeah, chopping Cesar down. Oh, lovely slam there. Can Jose get this match finished? Well, he's, I think he's looking to now. He's going into the corner. Is he winding up? Pop up. Oh! Pop up, right hand. One, two. He's all she wrote there. I mean, Dan, what are your thoughts on that uh, quite short match? Yeah, it was. it was a very short match. <laughs> You know, Jose started getting beaten down, got his way back into it. His pop-up right hand, finished the match, put down Cesar Bononi. Yeah, so no way Jose is back in NXT. Ronaldo reminds us of Philly's extreme history to an I- to intro a video package on Alistair Black and Adam Cole's rivalry and extreme rules match at TakeOver. And then we get Bianca Belair versus Latoya Allsop. Now... Bianca Belair has got some long hair. She has got long hair. She whips her hair back and forth. We've seen her use it in the weapon in the past. A great May Young Classic match with Kari Sane. She really pulled out. And she's going to go against Latoya Allsop. And I mean, I, I don't want to say this is going to be one-way traffic. But what we've seen of Belair, that we haven't seen of Latoya. But she's going to go for a roll-up. But Belair using her power. Stopping that. And runs through Allsop. And Bianca just stomping her in the corner, wanting her to get out. Oh, huge shoulder blocks there by Bianca, who's a really, really powerful athlete. Anybody's not seen her before. And Latoya there, head scissors, but oh my word. Backbreaker by Bianca. And all stops in all sorts of trouble as Belair swings her hair. I don't think she needs to use it as a weapon at the moment. But can Bianca Belair be a threat in the women's division then? Yeah, I think, you know, as you were saying, when uh, Moon and Cross inevitably go up to the main roster, you're going to need someone to hold the fort down. I think Belair could be a legitimate threat. Yeah, she's looking at pressing this on the forearm. 
knocking the all top down and now it's got him in a I don't know what this is, like a modified full Nelson. But she seems to be smirking, Dan. She hasn't got a cigarette in her gob, James. She's just got a smile on her face. Well, it wasn't pretty, but it definitely was effective. All <laughs> <laughs> stop getting slammed face first. Bianca yeah. Belair runs in. Hits a turnbuckle. Now might be All Stop's chance. Off the second rope. Belair punched to the midsection. I'm not too sure on the hair gimmick. No, but it's something we haven't seen before, isn't it? So. Yeah, that is true. Oh, like an alley-oop by Bianca Belair. One, two, three. Oh, my And that word. is it. That, that's done. And very, very impressive there by Bianca Belair. What did you think of the match, Dan? Yeah, Belair looked uh, certainly overpowering against uh, Latoya Usopp. I'm certain this won't be the last we see of Bianca Belair and her very long hair. So we do move on. Speaking of uh, the women's championship, women's division, we see Percy Watson interviewing Shania, Basler, and Ember Moon. Percy asks the champ why she called out Basler, and Moon runs down Shania's attacks and calls her a bully. She asks if Basler is trying to compensate for something, if she's afraid of the women's roster. Well, the Queen of Spades says she's... The Queen of Spades... <coughs> the Queen of Spades says that to catch the big fish... You have to stir up the water. An ember is the big fish around here. Moon says there's responsibility here and standards of sportsmanship and honour. She knew what Shania was doing. And while she might get to the top someday, it won't be Saturday. Basler gives the champ props for getting there herself, but says the difference between her and Moon is that she doesn't care whether everyone knows the path she took. They both stand for the stare down and Watson asks Shania if there's anything she wants the NXT Universe to know about. She again says she doesn't care what we think, we're just going to have to deal with it. Well, we get a look at TM61 Part 2 and it sh starts with Thorn making fun of fans who only know their names as a Pokemon thing. It's also a missile, by the way. He then recounts the spot where he hurt his knee wrestling Roderick Strong in San Jose during a Dusty Rhodes Classic. He went, on to, he went on to work the finals at TakeOver. To be tough, you've got to be dumb, and I'm real tough. <laughs> but when they faced the revival after that, he couldn't go anymore. They shows knee surgery. Nick Miller says that up until now in WWE, they've been trying to be saint, they're not. He'd hate fans to not only know them as they've been here. They both talk about their old name catchphrase, the mighty don't kneel. Enough that you think they might be going back to that name, but it's not to be. In the end, we get clips of Harley Race putting them over as they vow to win the tag title someday. And now I just tell us they'll be in the ring next week. They're wrestling in a dark match on Saturday in Philly. Up next, Authors of Pain versus... Well, these guys never start because Authors of Pain destroy their opponents. Cut promos warning Undisputed Era. This will be happening to them on Saturday. And pick up the local talents back up for a Super Collider. Puellering points at the car. Not wait until a Carmen Razor pick up Fish and O'Reilly and slam them back to back into each other and then down into the canvas. Like I say, we'll talk about the card in a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nikki Cross and Lacey Evans will also face off next week before takeover in a match set up by Evans promo on the last episode. So we saw Lacey Evans in action last episode. Unfortunately, sure. Unfortunately, first, you're going to have to go up against Nikki Cross. 
And then we get on to our main event, which is Johnny Gagano versus the Velveteen Dream. Of course, this is for the uh, NXT title shot on the line, NXT TakeOver Philadelphia. Well, Dream enters wearing a Johnny Wrestling half shirt to a crowd split 50-50 for each man. A long ground-based dinner style, mate, but when Velveteen Dream uses that as an opening to talk trash, Gagano slaps on the Gagar, no escape. Velveteen makes the ropes as we go to commercial. So we are back now, and I mean, Velveteen Dream has got a point to say that he does deserve an opportunity. Of course, he was injured at TakeOver against Black last time out, missed out on the Fatal 4-Way opportunity, and I think NXT deserves a chance in NXT title. been so impressive, and look at the way he caught himself there on the eighth and on the ropes. And oh no, Gagano drop kicks him off though. And now Johnny on the apron. Oh, flips off, takes out Velveteen Dream. And we can't forget Gagano was the first man in NXT to put my man Alistair Black down. Well, Johnny Gagano is one of these guys who've turned his NXT career around. You know, we, we talk about CN being NXT champion, thanks to Vega. Johnny has done this exactly. Look at the destruction of DIY last year and what he had to go through emotionally. The losing streak. And like I say, beating Alistair Black, the first man to do it. Yes, thanks to Undisputed Era, but still. And now he's so confident that he thinks he can just beat Velveteen Dream. And he goes to spear inside, or spear, back his, spear his way back inside. But Velveteen Dream catches him, DDTs him down. Lovely plant there by Velveteen. We was very impressed with him during his match against Alistair Black. He can put on a good wrestling match. Yeah, he, I think he's really, really good worker. And incredibly, Dan, he is this, he's, uh, he's a really good worker. He's been around NXT for a long time. And incredibly, he is only 22 years old as well. Bloody hell. Uh, he, <laughs> his gimmick kind of reminds me of, um, I don't know, sort of a gold dusty. Yes. You know what I mean? With yes. Like, you know, the way he is. Yeah, it kind of... Uh, you know, but I like I like that about him, and I don't think it's yeah. too gold dusty. It kind of brings a different way of looking at things. You know, I think a character like this can be hugely successful. And I never thought Velveteen Dream and Alistair Black would be one of my favourite moments of the year. You know, especially with their kind of say my name, the way they told the story. Yeah, and, and I think even during the wrestling match, they told a great story yeah. as well. I think even we've seen in this one as well that I think Velveteen Dream is very much the equal to Johnny Gagano and people like this now. And I think uh, if they wanted to go in this direction, I could, you know, quite happily get behind the Velveteen Dreamers, yeah. you know, going for the NXT title. Well, Dreamers only had one big match so far. You know, this is probably his second big match. And, you know, his third could be against CN for the... Tank uh, for the his third could be against CN for the NXT Championship. Yeah, well, and if it did happen, then I wouldn't be disappointed. If anything, I might be a little bit more excited as well to be so different. Real Team Dreams, not Gagano. Dan's gone off the top. He doesn't like high re high risk for high reward. Needed rather a double axe handle smash off the ring apron instead. He doesn't want to do anything spectacular for the fans. He's taking out Johnny Wrestling. He lays him out on the barricade there. And now he's on top of the stairs. Another double axe handle smash to the back of the head of Johnny Gagano. Rolls into the ring to break up the dancing referee's 10 count. Oh, but gets caught with a chop from Johnny. The thing I like about Dream, he's always in character as well. The way, even the way he moves. You know, it's, it's like a slivering about. Like, it's not like a viper. Not like a viper, not upset you there. 
but just the kind of mannerisms as well. So it's a complete character, isn't it? It's not just yeah. a one-dimensional thing as he slams Johnny Gagano to the apron and we go to yet another advert. Oh, we're back for bait and Johnny Gagano now trying to make a comeback. Beautiful step up in Zaguri there, sending uh, Enzo, sending, <laughs> sending the dream to the turnbuckle. Oh, rolls him out, rolls through with a lovely kick to the head, knocks Dream for six. He gets up onto the second rope. Oh, lovely face plant there by Gagano. But Velveteen Dream managing to kick out. Uh, I've seen those moves being other guy was an offensive move. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> but hey, I'm gonna. <laughs> We gloss over Times that. Times have changed, you know. The dream's in a little bit of trouble, but showing experience beyond his years, going to the ropes, but he does indeed get pulled off as Johnny goes for the arm. Well, he goes to twist it round, but he gets a punch to the back of his head for his troubles. But uh, Johnny Wrestling manages to get it back, but Velveteen Dream picks him up, but Gagano with the backslide. Velveteen Dream turns it into a pin attempt. And Gagano reverses it. Both men get a two count each. Two. Two. Oh. And a kick to the face. Knocks Johnny Gagano's tooth out of his head. And he bounces off the ropes with a lovely lariat. And both men are face down on the canvas. And what a fantastic sequence there by both men. These two guys are stars. You know, you've kind of got that baby face Johnny. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. Two. Oh. Dream kicking out. Uh. Right at the last second there. You've got kind of, yeah, the underdog. Johnny wrestling, the kind of exciting guy, and this kind of hill dream catcher that you've you've got to kind of like as well. And Velveteen Dream trying to get his uh, his way back up, but Gagano stopping him. Maybe trying to get him the submission again. Well, he wants to look for that Johnny Gagano no escape. Oh, always look for the rainmaker. Oh, gets caught with a forearm though. Well, Velveteen Dream's got him up on his shoulders. Gagano with a backslide pushes him into the corner. Oh. Follows it up with a lovely running kick. Oh, but the dream had advantage then, but Johnny turned it round. Oh. And then that was a DDT. <laughs> and a half. <laughs> Spinning DDT. Dream's got him down. Oh. Gagano managing to kick out, though. Ah. <laughs> this is an effort. This is a hell of an effort. But this is just for the number one contendership. Fully NXT title. Just imagine what these men will do. With the championship on the line. As Velveteen Dream looks to scramble up to the top rope before Johnny Gagano recovers. And like I said, the fans are split here. Look most the of chomper them, section. Most of them want Dream to win. Oh! Oh, Gagano takes out Dream's legs. Dream pretty much lands on top of Gagano as he rolls out to the ring. But Johnny Wrestling looks set to go flying. Well, that was nasty, but this could be beautiful. Oh! oh. As they crash into the barricade and uh, Velveteen Dream looks in a lot of trouble now. Well, they both could be wiped out here. I think the referee should start the cat even man can get in the ring. Gagano looks to have been able to recover first. Velveteen Dream looks out. But uh, he's already wearing the battle scars there. You see he's already busted his lip. Probably going face first in that barricade there. But you're right, Gagano got him in. Now he's looking to, both looking to go to the top. Oh. Dream bounces on the top rope, crunches Johnny Gagano as he was making his way to the top corner turnbuckle. And yeah, Velveteen Dream making his way up. Looking to load Johnny Gagano up onto his shoulders. Oh my God. Takes a lot of power. Velveteen Dream showing it now. 
Gagano's managed to come to a bit and he's elbowing Velveteen in the jaw. Well, he's, he's just realised that's away. No! Oh! That looks like a modified FU off the top. You get the shoulder over, this will be it. One, two, two three. Oh! Gagano managing to kick out oh. at the last second. Well, Velveteen Dream's in shock that he can put Johnny away. Now Velveteen Dream going up, looks to put away. Johnny Gagano maybe with a Raymaker. But he's feeling the arm. Well, he can't use the left, he's using the right. Oh! oh, but Gagano gets his knees up. Velveteen Dream hits nothing but, well, hits his elbow but on nothing but knees. Not Tony Nice, by the way, James. No, he's not in this match at all. Who is, though? Johnny Gagano. And I think he's just realised he's injured both arms now of Velveteen Dream. And Velveteen Dream is armless oh, at this point. Oh, and he might be headless. The superkick connects. And Gagano kneels to the Dream as well. So that's what I'm just about to do to you. He locks in the Gagano escape. Velveteen Dream <laughs> tapping away with the back of his hand. <laughs> well, the arm's broken. I mean, come on. That was unfair there. But, I mean, what a great match that was. That man. was a brilliant match, yeah. That's been the best match we've seen tonight so far, obviously. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, uh, usually NXT get their main events right. And we've seen a, Most a, definitely. a few great matches recent times now. And I think, yeah, Velveteen Dream versus Johnny Gargano is up there. It's well, Street Profits versus Authors of Pain on the last show we saw was, was a very good main event as well. So, yeah, no, really, really good match here. Well, after the match, CN and Zelina Vega hit the stage. Almas points to his title and they both laugh off the threat of Gagano. They make their way to the ring to show Johnny the prize. Andrade hands Zelina the belt and tries for a cheap shot on the challenger, but Gagano fights him off. But not for long. CN beats him down and throws him to the floor as the crowd boos. But Johnny climbs back into the ring while El Idolo is posing with the belt. When the champ goes to put him back down, Gagano catches him and now is a slingshot DDT while Vega freaks out. Johnny Wrestling picks up the belt for a look and holds it above his head while standing over Almas. Well, very interesting way of ending NXT here. Will we see a new NXT champion? Will we have new NXT tag team champions? Will we see Baszler successful against Ember Moon? Who knows? But on to Philadelphia. So that was NXT update. I mean, even two episodes, but still, great episodes, weren't they? Like, yeah, so? that was very good. Yeah, they progressed the story forward, unlike uh, Raw's of late. But, <laughs> you know, it's always... We, we do enjoy the NXT update, hence why we've kept doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's been our, it's our longest-running segment, NXT update. And, uh, yeah, like I say, we, we absolutely love doing it for you. But before we run through the card, we've been so excited by Ricochet joining, obviously. Throwing War Machine, and it looks good, but we've got even more rivals, Dan. Uh, yes, we've got American Ninja Warrior finalist, Casey Catanzaro. She officially joins NXT. And for fans of flippy style of wrestling, the former American Ninja Warrior star, Casey, may be the greatest flipping prospect pro wrestling has ever seen. <laughs> Well, after receiving the WWE tryout back in January 2017 and briefly appearing at the May Young Classic on August 27th, the WWE official announced today that... Kat, how do you pronounce her name, Dan? Uh, Catanzaro. As she's reported to NXT. 
She's been among the most enticing names expected to join the WWE Performance Center. Now, WWE.com can confirm that the American Ninja Warrior alumni has officially reported to NXT. A former collegiate gymnast, she made a name for herself back in 2014 when she became the first woman to compete, complete the qualified obstacle course on Ninja Warrior. It was standing 5 feet and weighing 100 pounds, the 28-year-old would also become the first woman ever to compete a city finals obstacle course on the NBC reality competition series. With over 14 million views, check out the viral video that helped Casey transform into American Ninja Warrior's first breakout star. Yeah. Well, more arrivals are first reported on ESPN.com. I'll say that again, on ESPN.com. Former baseball pitcher Rinku Singh will officially arrive at the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida, where he will begin training full-time in his quest to become a WWE superstar. Well, the six-foot-three, 256-pound left-hander from Badoi in India is ready to throw a curveball into the WWE Performance Center landscape. A junior national javelin throw medalist who won India's 2008 reality TV series The Million Dollar Arm, not The Million Dollar Man, by the way, James, <laughs> Singh signed with the Pittsburgh Pirates to become Major League Baseball's first Indian pitcher. While his life story inspired the Disney movie Million Dollar Arm in 2014, in April 2017 he joined 40 male and female athletes from India and the Middle East in an invitation-only tryout at the Dubai Opera House. Well, Larry impressed performance centre coaches and trainers and earned himself a WWE development contract. Singh realises that transitioning from the pitcher's mound to a wrestling ring may be his greatest test. But he's confident in his abilities and his years as a hurler familiarised him with meeting such challenges. He said, take a look at where I come from, he told W.com. Where I started, there was nothing. Now we have 23 states in India playing baseball and softball. As I go through my journey at the performance centre in WWE, it will continue to make things easier and have millions of people in my corner. It's going to be a fun journey. Well, do you reckon his finisher is going to involve a knockout punch of some sort? It, it would make sense, wouldn't it? Especially with the wind-up, you know, like, yeah. you, can, you can go for it in the corner. If if some guys want to have, you know... Well, you know, just just like, I, for example, I know you're off the top say. of my head... <laughs> Why do you have know? to bring him up? We're talking about NXT tonight. I know, but off the top of my head, like, <laughs> Mojo Rawley, he's got the kind of American football three-point stance and he uses that. Do you reckon, you know, Singh could become, like, the, uh, the baseball-style... Mojo Rawley, and I'm sure you'll love him just as much as you do Mojo. Singh joined several other recruits and reported to the performance centre this Tuesday and looks forward to dealing very different strikes to opponents while training in Orlando. As long as I stay focused and stay strong, just as I have over the past 10 years with baseball or track and field, it will lead me in the right direction, he said. Obviously it's going to be total different training at the performance centre but it does not matter where you came from you're trying to be something bigger than yourself and you've got to give it everything you've got yeah exactly so we look forward to seeing those two guys and we always tell you about the latest arrivals NXT because they will be the stars of tomorrow you know so let's run through the card you've spoken about it and uh, of course WWE kickoff NXT started their kickoff show and we'll talk about that after we've run through the card. So we'll start off and this is just the order that we feel that the show might go. 
so first match, Velveteen Dream versus Cassio Sono. Dan, are you excited for this? What are your thoughts on this match? Um, well, as we've seen from Velveteen Dream, he can deliver a good match. And Cassio Sono, you know, despite some people's thoughts, you know, maybe he's over the hill, he still can deliver a good match. And again, as we mentioned, you know, he's good for putting the younger talent over. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, we've done predictions now in the sealed envelope. For me, I've talked about with Cassie Sono putting the younger guys over, like, you know, we've mentioned. And I, I think this is one of these things. But I just still do think it's going to be a cracking match. And I, the thing I like about it the most is Velveteen Dream can deliver a story in the ring. And so can Ono. So tonight I want to see, like, a real, uh, like, emotional story going on in the ring there and I think they they can do that perfectly here tonight and you build up Velveteen Dream because the fans obviously like him there's something special there about him isn't there and uh, I, I think it plus it could be a really not good way to start the show on you know? the fly call gone they're going to switch Velveteen Dream's going to be the face yeah Cassiano is going to be the hill that that, that Possibly could You've happen. Heard it here first, maybe second or third, but <laughs> you know that's that's my view on. Uh, that's at Vince McDad's faults on the matter. That is, yeah, that's a, a call on the fly. But I think this what's good about both men is that that could happen. You know, you could ha have a, a, a situation situation where I know is beating down Dream and like you know the fans are saying, "Come on, get off him, stop hurting him." Even if Dream maybe falls out like a surprise victory. I don't know, no snaps straight afterwards, you know, because we haven't really seen that from Cassius since his return, that kind of heel character, which he can do really well. Um, up next, we've got the NXT Tag Team Championship, and that is the Undeserving Era, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly going against the Authors of Pain. Yeah, I mean, this one is very interesting because there is no doubt in my mind the Authors of Pain in a normal tag team match will run through the Undisputed Era. Tonight the Undisputed Era really have to put it out and show us something that they haven't shown yet. Either a toughness or desire or will. Not to keeping you know, not getting the, the taking a cheap shot or the cheap way out. But Adam Cole tonight, we, I mean we'll get on to it in a minute, he uh, still focuses on taking title match, he's got Alistair Black. So he can't be involved, surely tonight, you know. Well don't call me Shirley, but then you've also got Sanity. Think about that one, my friend. Do you, do you think there's a well, chance of Sanity? You no, know, they're not on the card. Yeah. They got beaten down a few weeks ago, yeah. and they lost their title shot. So you know, I didn't even think I didn't even factor in Sanity see, in this one. You see, I just thought this is where I'm miles ahead of you this year, my friend. <laughs> you are going to be wearing a t-shirt of my choosing by the end of the year. Uh, I tell you what, I don't like that Drew McIntyre fella. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you will buy me a t-shirt. Uh, now, I mean, what are your thoughts on this match? Are you looking forward to the match? Um, I'm looking forward to Fish and O'Reilly getting beaten down, and I'd love to see a super collider on their asses. Yeah, I, I, I think that would be a very special moment for them to finally get their comeuppance, you know, uh, and, and hopefully tonight it happens. Uh, so, that is the tag team title match, and we talk about Undisputed Era, and of course the next match is the Extreme rules match and they've been building this match up a lot saying extreme rules you know in Philadelphia uh, so we're expecting I think something special tonight between Alistair Black and Alan Cole aren't we? Uh, I'm, I'm you know expecting something you know with it being extreme rules 
if the undisputed era haven't been beaten down too much by the authors of pain, will they be able to make it into the match to help out their friend? Uh, I think this is a, a perfect thing that you've just said. It depends on where it is in the card. If it's black and cold early on and taking top match afterwards, there's no doubt in my mind that um, Black will have been not, you know, Black won't li be able to leave. I think tonight, Black or Cole won't be able to leave. Sorry, I'm talking about Adam Cole, aren't I? Leave the arena without uh, help. I think there'll be stretches involved. I think Adam Cole's going to take a beating tonight from Alistair Black, and I think that will mean that he can't help the Undisputed Era unless they go the other way around and have taken his title match earlier on, and then you could maybe see Adam Cole. But I don't want tonight to be about the other people that were getting involved. I want to clean matches. You know what I mean by that? Yeah, but you know where they're where they're involved. You know where they're in the matches. They're not going to be able to keep their noses out. Yeah, I, this is what I'm, I'm worried about. Another match where I mean we've got two more matches left, Dan. Obviously, NXT gone. NXT Women's Championship. We've got Ember Moon versus Shania Baszler. Um, again, you know. There's obviously comments of Ember Moon not being deserved. She's only there because Oscar relinquished the title. But anyone who would have had the title after Oscar would have only been able to get their hands on it because it was relinquished by the Empress of Tomorrow. Yeah. But I, I feel that Ember Moon, <laughs> she she's she's kind of out of the frying pan into the fire because, yes, she's finally got the NXT Women's Championship. But now, the first person she has to defend against is Basler. And I think there's not a badder uh, person in NXT now, Oscar's gone, than Basler. So with Moon tonight, you know, if being an Ember Moon fan, I've got to start worrying about it, you know, because uh, Basler is a real friend. But let me say, and I don't normally talk about this, but she was my basic number one pick in the main young classic, Basler. And I think we're seeing how good she is, and tonight will be a good measuring stick in front of the NXT crowd with Ember Moon to put out a good match. Because you could say she didn't really have a great match in May Young Classic, couldn't you? You know. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, Basler's wronged a few women in the NXT division. Will that come back to haunt her? But, but then no, again, I'm not Dan. saying I'm not saying every match is going to have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At the moment, every match for you, yeah, in the, in the Velvety Dream. But, I know. <laughs> you know, if, if it doesn't happen in the other matches, it could happen in this one. You know, they've they've all wronged someone going into these matches. And of course, in the main event, we're going to have the Champa coming out and beating up Gagano. <laughs> well, again, you know, there is a potential of that, or will Candice LeRae be the equaliser for Johnny Gagano? and help push him to win the NXT Championship. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm expecting a, a cracking match between these two men here tonight. And I think that the story between Cien and, and Gagano has been told before with these two guys with the DIY t-shirts from Vega. And I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm surprised it's, it's the NXT title match for a TakeOver event. But I'm pleasantly surprised because of how you know, good a worker both of these men are, you know. Um, so what we want to do, we're going to say, even though we've done our predictions, why does each star need a victory? So Velveteen Dream versus Cassius Ono, Dan, which guy do you want to pick? Um, I'm going to go for Cassius Ono. <coughs> okay, so why does Ono need the victory? I think he needs the victory because he's been on the losing end and you know, I think he needs that push. Maybe he will be going up to the main roster very soon. You know, maybe, you know, they like to leave NXT on a high. 
Yeah. Velveteen Dream's going to be around for a while. He's been on the losing end for a couple. I don't think, you know, the losing end of him being on the losing end is going to hurt him. Either I think, you know, he'll be able to get built up again from that. Yeah, no, I think you're right with that. I think he doesn't need the loss. But, Dan, the Velveteen Dream, the reason why he does need a victory is because he's the next big NXT star. Look at him, he comes out, he looks like a star, he acts like a star, he's got that character. Just imagine gold round the waist of the Velveteen Dream and beating Ono tonight can work his way up Carney and, and finally have an opportunity at the NXT title and with the dream he's going up and oh no he's, he's going down and I think with the dream especially coming off a loss to Alistair Black even though it is Alistair Black I, I feel tonight that's why Velveteen Dream needs the victory alright tag team championship match you can choose ok I'm going to tell you why Officer Payne needs the victory no Dan alright no, 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 oh, ok well why does the Undisputed Era need the victory um, well, <laughs> I think, again, with the Authors of Pain, it's going to be inevitable for them to go up. And to give the Undisputed Era, you know, as much as I hate them, they, they, they need to get the rub off of someone big, you know, and maybe even win it clean. Yeah. You know, that as, well, as clean <laughs> as it can be, you know, Adam Cole could come down and kick the head off Paul Ellering. I know it's not getting involved in the match, but it will distract a Carmen Razar <coughs> enough yeah. to, you know, tell them look over and then Authors of uh, not Authors of Pain, uh, Undisputed Era will c- can win by a quick cheap shot. Well, I get another match someone getting involved. Exactly, no, but anyway, no, no, no. Yeah, that's why they, you know, that's why they need what, what, why the, the reason why they need the victory though is, like you said, because. They need to look like a uh, dominant tag team, and if the Office Pain are not going to be there. But the reason why the Office Pain haven't gone up is because they're still not ready yet, and that's why they're ready for another NXT tag team title reign. And they need victory tonight to be this dominating tag team. Since they've lost the NXT title to Sanity, that you could say they've kind of gone backwards a little bit. In the War Games, they weren't as strong or imposing as many people thought, and now uh, losing to guys who, no offense to the Undisputed Era, but, I mean, what, Officer Payne twice the size of them, you know? So to lose to a tag team like that, I don't think it's good enough. I think that's why the Officer Payne needs a victory. All right, extreme rules, Dan. Um, why does Alistair Black need to win tonight? Um, again, you know, I think he needs to put this feud with Adam Cole. He's already beaten him once. I think, you know, he needs to put the final nail in the coffin and put this to bed once and for all. Um, again, you know, with Alistair Black, he could potentially be a surprise entry in the Royal Rumble. He could be going up soon. He doesn't need the NXT title to be able to go up legitimately on a high. He's had some great matches. And, you know, he's certainly got that it factor about him. And, you know, even on Raw or SmackDown, he'll be able to make a great impression. Mm-hmm. Coming, you know, maybe for the uh, Bobby Roode Open, US title open challenge of beating him. Well, we'll see what happens. But I think Adam Cole needs a victory. Because like you said, Alistair Black's going up to the main roster. So we don't have to worry about Alistair Black. He may or may not get an NXT title reign, but he is destined for the roster. The Undisputed Era Tag Team Champions at the moment in time. So Adam Cole needs a victory, and he needs to look towards the NXT title as well. And I feel that in the next year, especially, you know, the next 12 months, that Undisputed Era are going to be a heavy factor. Look how much impact they've had. Look how much, um, you know, time they've had on TV since their debut. And I think Adam Cole tonight he beats Alistair Black. He, sh- he he sends Black away 
to the main roster. You know, you can have your Alistair Black in the Rumble tomorrow night, and then other Cole moves forward as the face of NXT looking for that ch- t- uh, championship. Right, Women's Championship, Dan. Shayna Baszler. Well, you want Shayna? Okay, why she needs a win then? Um, well, you know, she's come up, she's new, she's built up like this reputation of being a hard woman. She's going to have uh, Ronda Rousey on the main roster. It's, you know, inevitable. Yeah. So, you know, if they're going to be the new four women of UFC, you know, it, they're going to need to have to look strong when they all come together as a unit. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, everyone knows what Ronda Rousey is capable of. We know Shania Baszler's defeatable. But, you know, again, to be able to prepare herself to the NXT Women's Championship on her first attempt, you know, it, it will be good for her. Yeah. Uh, well, I think Ember Moon needs a victory because she needs to prove that she's not just a, uh, a a stepping stone or she got lucky. Because the fact is, if she loses tonight to Basler for the Women's title, then it would just mean, like we say, she was just a placeholder. She couldn't get the job done with Oscar for over a year. And then her first defence of the championship, she loses to Basler. I mean, that would destroy Ember Moon. She goes up to the main roster and you'd be like, OK, you might be in the Rumble, but you, you're definitely not going to win it. And I think Ember Moon, if she gets the victory tonight, then she can build a legacy for herself. I think she's good enough to have a real impact in the women's division uh, on the main roster. And I think with NXT, you go forward with her as champion. You know, Basler's bad, don't get me wrong. But Ember Moon needs to show that she's not just a flash in a pan, you know? That's a good point, yeah. Right, NXT title on the line. Johnny Gagano, CN. I mean, it's your free eleven, boy, but do you want to say why he's going to need No, him? I'd like you to say why CN... All right, CN needs a victory three. because then he needs to lose to Drew McIntyre on the next takeover when Drew returns. Oh, no, no, we're looking on positive, James. I, I delivered positives All right, what? for the undeserving era and Shania Baszler. All right, go on, give me, give me goods on Gagano, then. Um, well, Gagano needs it because, you know, he has been around for quite a while, you know, and he's got that lovable thing about him. You know, Johnny Wrestling, everyone loves him. He's, you know, the return of Chompa is going to be inevitable, whether it's this takeover or next takeover, you know, so they need to build up something, you know, Johnny Wrestling finally gets the NXT Championship. And then, you know, when he just thinks he's on top of the world, bang, in comes Tommaso Ciampa, setting him up for, you know, a good back and forth between them two. We know they work well together. And then, you know, for Johnny Wrestling to finally come out on top over his former best friend. I know, but what of CN? What of CN? CN needs a victory to prove that he wasn't just lucky at TakeOver. McIntyre was injured. We don't know how long McIntyre was injured in that match. And it was Vega. And after a while, people are going to say Vega is the reason why Cien got the title, not himself. That's why Cien tonight needs a kind of dominating victory. He needs to send a statement. Yes, we know Chump is coming for Gagano, but they don't need the NXT title to tell that story. Cien's on a tale of uh, redemption, and he needs to prove that he is a deserving NXT champion. Anybody that can beat Drew McIntyre deserves to be NXT champion. So, with CN now, he just needs to prove tonight against Gagano in Philadelphia that he deserves his spot. And his story with Ember Moon's story, very similar because you've got two champions there 
who need a defence and to lose the title would be catastrophic for either of them tonight you know uh, and I think it asks, like we said we've asked so many questions which way will it go will there be outside interference and that's the kind of beauty of an NXT TakeOver event as well that there are questions created here aren't they you know yeah most definitely so I mean that is car- I mean Dan what are you most looking forward to here tonight um, I'm most looking forward to Alistair Black versus Adam Cole if Adam Cole can go as you know everyone believes him to be able to go in the ring I think him and Alistair Black will pull out a great match yeah no I, I agree I think for me I think that is what I'm looking forward to the most as well the Cole and uh, Black match you see how extreme it goes. We saw what happened in war games. We, we we've seen stuff before, but will, will it will something happen tonight that will make us go either holy shit or just you know one of these moments in time we can't forget. But uh, uh, as a whole, the, the, it's going to be enjoyable because of the way they sort it out anyway. So we we can only say it's great for NXT. Uh, I should say thank you for everybody to get in contact today and hashtag WNR Live. But we're just going to say, because well, the kickoff started, didn't it? Well, how long are we now? Oh, fucking hell, 45 minutes. <laughs> so we've got 15 minutes to take over. So we're just going to say about the kickoff panel quickly Charlie Caruso, Sam Rosenberg, and Samara Joe. Dan, were you pleased to see Samara Joe on the panel? I was pleased to see him, yeah. You know, he's, uh, he's looking well in himself. I think he's recovering from an injury at the moment. Yeah, he's unfortunately missed out on the John Cena match at uh, Wally. The, the Elias spot that is now taken, but for injury, hopefully he might be back for WrestleMania. We just don't know. Yeah, it would be good to see him back. You know, he's built up such steam and he deserves a lot more of a push than he's getting. But you know, only time will tell with him. Yeah, exactly. And then we backstage and we see Renee Young and Corey Graves, and of course we've got the winner of the uh, we've got the WNR Awards here tonight, 2017. We also see the Undisputed Era arriving earlier. Of course, Cole Fish. And O'Reilly backstage, all looking quite smart. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. And then we get the year-end awards, and the rivalry of the year goes to Alistair Black and the Velveteen Dream. Uh, are you happy about that? I am happy. Yeah, you know, it was one of our matches of the year. It was, you know, it was a great storytelling match between the two of them. You know, it, even from the start of it, you know, and. The amount of respect they obviously must have for each other throughout this whole bout, and then after it, you know, Velveteen Dream finally got his wish, and that was for Alistair Black to say his name, and you know, they said he said his name just out of sheer respect for the match they had yeah. together. And then we had the male competitor of the year and breakout star of the year, and they both went to Alistair Black then. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm not surprised my boy Black done good. <laughs> he did very well. Uh, and we also get some of Joe's thoughts. He says that tonight the tag team title match will be about strategy. I said the word right, yes. Yeah, well done, James. You get a point for that. And no one is ready for the winner of the NXT Female Competitor of the Year, the undefeated Oscar. I don't think that's much of a surprise. I think she was our Women Wrestler of the Year as well, Dad, wasn't she? Uh, yes, I believe so. And weirdly enough, the match of the year for NXT was also my match of the year, which was Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne. NXT Chicago and uh, Pete Dunne it was on the panel and we didn't really go into detail but UK guys not on there Dan what are your thoughts about it? Um, well certainly you know, they would have made a great addition to the show but what match would you have dropped for it? Well I mean no offence to Ono and Dream but I mean you know Pete Dunne involved in a match or 
I think I'd rather see that, you know. We, Pete Dunn only Lorcan. Pete Dunn only Lorcan, yeah. I mean, we, we know Roderick Strong is going to compete in a number one contendership match for the UK title, which I don't really understand, but we'll see that in a couple of weeks' time on NXT. Um, and also, don't well, the last award, Dan, was it wasn't female, it wasn't male, it was just competitor of the year. Yeah. And that went to? Oscar. So Oscar basically clean sweeps whatever she was in tonight. Well, it was it was the old Oscar Alistair Black show. <laughs> Are you surprised yeah. Alistair Black's that over for the NXT crowd? Um, All the fans, even. I'm actually not now because you know everywhere you go on Twitter, on Facebook, everyone's raving about Alistair Black, and you know they've certainly got good reason to as well. Yeah, well, I, I think you're you're right about that. And the NXT champion, the three eleven voice CN, arrived earlier with uh, Zelina Vega, and like we said, Johnny Gargano arrived with uh, his wife Candice LeRae so it's going to be interesting tonight what we see but I think that's about it Dan final thoughts on NXT TakeOver well before we go don't forget tomorrow at 10pm we are live again for the WNR's first Royal Rumble live kickoff. and uh, we've got latest news 205 live check in mixed match challenge and we're running through the card Rumble facts and lots of games yeah I cannot for our first uh, Rumble kickoff show live, it is going to be mental. Rumble, we always get kind of giddy school kids. Please go back and listen to the Rumble 2017 that me and Dan done last year. It, you know, the, the weekend last year uh, was was probably one of my favourite weekends that we've done, and one of our most successful weekends that we've done. And you go back and listen to our call Senexy Takeover and the Royal Rumble 2017. Because there was a couple of things that happened, weren't there? Well, you know, there was not only was Bobby Roode beating Nakamura, which excited James so much. We also had me choosing Ty Dillinger as number ten yeah. in the Royal Rumble, and of course, me picking Randy Orton <laughs> to win the Royal Rumble match itself. Yeah. So, so you know, we both had our victories, so to speak. We did. There. And we'll talk about the mini games during it. And like I said, we've got so much uh, tomorrow as well. But thank you for listening today tonight with us live we hope everybody enjoys NXT TakeOver which is just in 10 minutes time but thank you for listening don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at Review or at Vince McDan WWE I'm at J underscore Rollins we've also got a friend on Twitter Dan yes he's just trying to make the world a better place and that is Mini Chris Benoit and you can follow him at Mini Chris Benoit across all the Google platforms Google Plus Review. send us an email to WNRPodcast at gmail.com we're also on Facebook yes Facebook you can come and find our page and give us a like with the WW Network Review or you can come and find me and add me as a friend I am Vince McDan subscribe to our YouTube channel WW Network Review Podcast we've got clips going up there we're trying to release new clips of me and Dan just basically mucking about so you'll be seeing that throughout 2018 Podcasts go at the same time to do other places like SoundCloud on your phone and you listen to us now live on Spreaker thank you very much of course on Stitcher Radio iTunes where you can download subscribe rate and review there but that is it and like I said enjoy NXT TakeOver and please join us tomorrow for our Raw Rumble live show at 10pm I have been James Rowlands and as always I was joined by Dan White thanks for listening everybody and bye bye <laughs>